0: Hello, Sarasotians. Welcome back to Date Night, Sarasota. This is actually Season 2. Get me getting kicked off. Season 2! Season 2? What it do? We're having a podcast, everybody. Welcome back to Date Night, Sarasota. This year, we're going to try a new format that Samantha and I have been working on implementing that's less of an educational type of program and more of just a conversational and a current event as well as uh, local date spots in Sarasota and some of the vibe of how Sarasota reacts to certain things that are happening worldwide, especially since the world just got hit with a huge pandemic. Now there's a huge race issue going on in the country, and as an interracial couple, Samantha and I, actually spend a majority of our time teaching each other about the intricacies of our culture and that's something that makes uh dating of a young couple in sarasota uh maybe of interest to you or your friends or whatever so we just figured we would record the stuff that we talk about and uh give you also some outlets on places to go and things to do, but more of like what's going on in Sarasota from a couple's perspective, but an interracial couple's perspective. So that's what I was thinking. But Samantha's here, so she'll <laughs> she'll put her spin and thoughts.
1: Absolutely. No, you you nailed it. I, I think with everything that happened from the last time, from our last episode in season one, which was three months ago, and now, like – it's been, it feels like, it's felt like 20 lifetimes. It hasn't been three months. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things got canceled. A lot of things got moved. And on top of that, we've had to face, you know, some really significant things that all couples had to go through and not all couples made it through that. And we're still in it. But, you know, I feel like from having those two different perspectives and going through something so significant and and having to cancel our wedding, it's just, it's been a lot. And just having a perspective and being, having all this time to talk, like we were already talkers, but it really just became, everything we talked about seemed incredibly significant. So we, we, would, we would be doing a disservice to our listeners, to ourselves, if we didn't use our show and our platform for a deeper dive into interracial relationships. And, and us as me as an individual and David as an individual and in how we function and how we move about our life as an interracial couple, prior to all these race issues that are currently going on but you know on just a day-to-day basis so
0: yeah because i mean i think it's different but you know first besides race we're also a young couple and there's
1: a pretty old town
0: (laughs) yeah and and in our town there's a lot of things to do but younger couples aren't really getting out there as much and having as much fun and they
1: weren't but recently, the last couple weekends we've been going out, we've been seeing a lot of young people, like a lot much of people younger are. than us in their 20s, you know. So I think with with the way everything's going, that it, people are just kind of out and about. So it, it's a great opportunity to meet someone if you are single. It's a great opportunity to meet up with friends if you haven't seen them in three or four months. It's a good opportunity to go out and see the different types of people that are in this town because I think that's a, the beauty of what's happened Young people are coming out, black and brown people are coming out, and everyone's kind of coexisting in Sarasota. We're such a bubble already. But as we move forward with this racial tension in our country, I feel like there's going to be a lot more of diversity seen in towns just like Sarasota, where people, you don't normally see a bunch of black or brown people hanging out at the bar. You just see a bunch of old, rich white people at the bar. So it's cool to see that trickle down effect for people just hiding out and just wanting to to be out and breathe and be able to do something or see something they've never seen in their own town, it, that's that's been pretty or blessing in disguise, I think.
0: Well, it's almost, it goes back to what we've talked about in previous episodes and even on previous shows that we do because Samantha and I now are pretty much doing like this full-time entertainment media type uh, thing where we've got a couple different shows that we're working on, like this one here. And uh, I think that it's just one of those things. It, it's a moment in history that will forever be changed. And if we could document some of this and just talk about it now through our date night platform. And, and we
1: have a unique perspective. We're an interracial couple in a very Republican state, in a very Republican city. So I don't know if people realize like, the pressure and the, and the, the things that kind of come out when you're out and about in the city, when you're not two of the same race. So it's just, it's very interesting, the perspective we can give on our platform and on every platform we're on. So I'm excited to to take it deeper. I'm excited to take it to a point where people see who we are and not just where we are or what we're doing. You know, you could really get to see in this season who we are and how all this stuff affects us as an interracial couple.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, we, we want to have the perfect date experience, just like everybody else, yeah, for sure. And know, we search
1: for that everywhere we, we go.
0: Yeah, we're passionate about you know making our relationship better from a you know simple dating perspective. Like we're always doing things that are cool to do, but we don't see anybody else that's anywhere near our age range. Couples putting as much
1: effort into dating. Yeah, and not even dating. Right. Not even the money spending part. Not even the, it's just it's just the effort you put into. Taking care of your person, the effort you put into taking care of the person that you spend your life with that you that you've you know committed yourself to if you're a married couple or engaged for three years now, like we are almost, but it's it, it's a unique perspective I keep saying perspective, but it's a unique position we're in to be able to take care of each other the way we do and take care of each other as well as we do, and we're not perfect, of course, we have issues like every other couple, but we really put the effort on being there for each other, supporting each other, and showing that in a very, you know, visible way by taking each other places and buying each other things and, you know, and promoting the love and the respect we have for each other, so.
0: And, you know, what's crazy is during this time of where the nation went into pause, it hit a pause button, um, the two of us were isolated from the rest of the world and we were constantly just communicating we
1: talked a lot <laughs> we talked a,
0: a, through a lot you would think we, we would be done l-
1: talking about things <laughs> you know, we learned
0: a lot about each other but yeah. eventually it came down to the point where we're like you know what we need to we've we've been talking about doing this as a full-time thing let's just talk about it still but let's get the microphone on yeah
1: so it's just you know there's there's opportunity and everything and the, the great pause and for still and some people are still self-isolating and that's on them, but um, the, we were—we've always been pretty communists. Cause they have me more so than David, because I'm just the talker in general. But we—we we usually are able to sit down and talk about things. But when we went to isolation, and we, you know, we were kind of in our little bunker, we talked all the time. There's nothing else to do where we were. We were very isolated. There was nothing else to do, and we talked nonstop. I'm surprised he still wants to talk to me, and that's where a lot of things start. Like. You can fix a lot of things by communicating properly at work, relationships, friendships, and especially, you know, what's going on now, this racial racial tension. If black and white people would just sit down and talk and have a real conversation and get uncomfortable and get over their fears of seeing the wrong things, we probably wouldn't even be in this position.
0: Oh, and, we definitely wouldn't be in this position. So it's
1: just a, on a on a basic level, the lack of communication can ruin any relationship, and it can certainly be misconstrued when you're not saying anything. So I think the, one of the best things that we've, that's come out of this whole pandemic for us or the, the, I guess the lockdown for us was you know we really got over the we, – we were never really afraid of saying things to each other, but we really just closed that coffin completely and were like, say what you need to say, get it out, I'm never going to stop loving you because you said something that offended me or something, unless it was, like, truly offensive. Or, you know, that mutual respect and knowing that he's not saying anything to hurt me. He says things that are stupid sometimes, but he's not saying anything to hurt me intentionally, and he knows I'm not saying anything to hurt him. So I don't understand why there's such a big problem with talking about things amongst races. But,
0: Well, it's probably not that big. I think the current media structure is really trying to get people against each other at a time when it appears as though things seem to be falling but, apart but I, for but the but country. But it's, not about, it's not
1: about the media. That media has nothing to do with anything. What I'm saying is, on a, on a very small level, on a very neighborly level, on a meeting you level, if you have a problem going over and speaking to someone of another race because you're afraid of what they're going to say, then you have a problem communicating, Period. It's a communication problem. It's not a media problem. It's not a propaganda problem. It's a problem that you don't have enough balls to ask the questions that you want to ask, to talk to the people and figure things out and and work through issues that you know you have or maybe you don't know you have them. But if you have questions, what's the harm in asking someone in a polite, respectful manner? And I know people don't know how to do that because otherwise they'd be doing it.
0: And the thing that's weird about races in general is that... There's so many different types of human being out there. Samantha and I talk about it all the time with the zebra and horse mentality. The both of them look the same, but they're completely different creatures. They are. But that doesn't have to put up a dividing barrier at all. I mean, why... Do you think that everything in nature kind of mingles together? It's all part of the same system. The the human race eventually is all going to be probably the same exact race. I would think.
1: I I don't think that
0: with all the mixing of the blood. Yeah, lines but isn't but that
1: is, I mean that's that has nothing to do with how people. I don't think that has anything to do with how people treat each other. I think racism is taught. I think it is learned. No one is born a racist. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't care if your grandfather was fucking Thomas Jefferson. You're not born a racist. You are taught to be a racist. Sure. The same way animals aren't born you know, picky about what they eat. If it's a wild predator, it's going to eat whatever's there. That's how it's born. So I, I truly believe that it is taught. I truly believe that kids learn it from home or from parents or from teachers or from friends. So it's something, if you can teach it and you can learn it, you can unlearn it. Yeah. So, it's, well, I
0: think I think we're at the end of. I think we're at an interesting point in human history where we're coming towards a crossroads where I think the race, uh, the racial thing, is probably finally going to get addressed directly. It
1: is, and that's one, and that's that's the thing that I'm happy that has happened. Out of all the craziness that's happening, it's it's becoming it's becoming a thorn in everyone's side so not everyone wants to talk about it everyone wants to acknowledge it everyone wants to either you have to acknowledge it or you don't or you truly don't care and if you don't care and you own a business or you own this or you own that or you're a part of this and and you don't say anything especially when you have friends or couples that are interracial couples like we are or one you know a black you have a black couple that you're friendly with but you don't really know them that well or you know there's there's so many Interminglings, as you said earlier, of of different types of couples, different types of people, different kinds of families. But when that one demographic is hurting and in and, and, and pain and in anguish, and the other demographic is not reaching out to them and saying, I didn't do this to you directly, I understand why you're hurt, but what can I do now to help you? The same way you would do with, with your partner. The same sure. way I would do if you're hurting and you're in anguish. And you're, what can I do? I didn't hurt you. I didn't put this on you. What can I do to help you, though? That's what these people should be doing. It's very simple. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why there's such a difficulty with white people saying to their black and brown friends, listen, I don't understand a lot of this, but I want to understand a lot of this. How can you help? How can I do anything to help myself and help you help me be a better human? That's all it is.
0: Well, I think there's different parts of the country and different cities even around us that are more uh, interracially mixed than the populace here, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. what makes Sarasota Mm -hmm. such a fantastic place to do a show like this, because this is white American privilege.
1: Yeah. Right, and you're staring in your face every day. Yeah, I mean, this you're gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings with that because you're actually white. Well, yeah. Well, this is
0: the this is the town where white American privilege lives, and to have a perspective from a young African American woman and women um, to have that perspective thrown into the mix in this type of uh, where
1: old pale what's the saying they say around town old male pale stale
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean all the money's here in sarasota yeah. it really is you you can't go two or three streets without seeing a house that you could never afford yeah
1: I mean, it's just it's just one of those things it's a beautiful paradise you know we, we've been here i've been here for six years you've been here for
0: I've been here for about 12. 12 years. Yeah. So you, I've seen it grow significantly,
1: significantly in the past six years. I'm sure you've seen it grow. You've been here a double amount of time. I've been here. And that, that financial gap between black couples and black uh, homeowners in this community, like married you know, homeowners and white homeowners, that gap is serious. I mean, it's like, it's, it's literally night and day. There's not, and when you're talking about how wealthy everything is in town, there's, sure. a, there's I think maybe, and I could be wrong, I don't want to quote myself, maybe three really re- wealthy black couples in this town, millionaires, maybe. Okay.
0: That, 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 that are, I know, that, that we you, know of. That exactly. you know, because, yeah. I mean, we do know a lot of people, yeah. but we don't know everybody. No, of course not. I mean, a lot of people in town aren't even full-timers. Yeah. Like, a lot of these yeah. really big houses are...
1: Yeah. Do you do you think? Do you like when I, when we talk about things like this? Do you see that? Do you see that significant divide between like if me if you were black or if you were just one hundred percent Latino and I was black? Um, well, I am black. <laughs> if if we were that couple and we own property, which we don't own property yet because we own property in the past and we we're just waiting until the right time to buy property,
0: but um, which is in like three or four months. I hope <laughs> um, it's going to be three or four months away from a incredible real estate boom it's gonna be huge yeah
1: the type of property we would be able to get right now compared to the average white couple in this town it's i would still think it was i don't think it would be that much of a significance like we're not talking csd key but some of our white friends and our white couple friends have way bigger houses than we have right now and it's not a comparison game it's just i just feel like it's such a divide between my mindset thinking I can even own a home on Siesta Key and you going, we're going to get a house on Siesta Key next year. And I'm looking at you like, what are you talking about? Like how I can I, I, I mean, i surviving in Sarasota as a black woman with a child alone is a feat. So for oh, me to yeah. even, so for me to even think that I'm going to own a house in Siesta Key one day, like,
0: well, for you to survive as a single black mother in Sarasota you have got to That's be, that black girl magic. You, seriously. You For need, all of
1: us out there that you, are like me, y'all got black
0: girl magic. You need a lot of that black girl magic a because you've got to be a real legit hustler to hold down a household and do all that. The cost easy. of living in Sarasota is incredible.
1: Shout out to all the single mothers, black, brown, white, and yellow, because it's hard out here.
0: And that was one of the things that really impressed me about you when we first met, because I had dated, you know, a, a ton of different races of women before. Not a ton. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> my face I, was let like, me take that back. OK,
1: I know what you're saying.
0: I, I okay, let's
1: let's let's do a sidebar here. David has no type. He just likes women. So it's not before him, me, and if it's gonna, it won't be anything me. after me, but, but before, prior to me, it was just, he didn't care. He just didn't have a type. Some men are just like that. They don't have a type. You just like women that are women. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Go so, back, to continue,
1: I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> yeah,
0: that was the thing that, one of the things that intrigued me, that I was like, man, I know I've got a fighter. I've got a hustler here. I've got somebody that is going to put in that extra when it's needed to be extraordinary you know i knew that that at least was going to be something that was ingrained in you because you had made it this far people don't just make it to sarasota that's why when i started living here i i knew that hey i don't have to really worry about going anywhere else in the world to find a woman the the women in sarasota are intelligent they're hustlers They've all got their own stuff, they're independent as hell, but they're, you know, past all the bullshit games, and they'll be legit, like, loyal, hold down the house, like, got your back type of woman. So that's what I was looking for when I was available and single, uh, divorced out of a marriage with two young children. Um, I was like, well, I, I would like to meet a single mom. Maybe wouldn't be a bad thing, but yeah. hopefully not a whole lot of kids, and hopefully a kid that's maybe getting ready to get out of the nest. So I was like, because that's, you're older,
1: yeah, yeah, because yeah.
0: I, you know, living your life with somebody at my age right now. If I was living with you and we didn't have any kids, it'd be a totally different lifestyle than what we have now. Totally different.
1: We're, we're almost there. I mean,
0: <laughs> you'd probably have. A, a bun in the oven and, you know, no things, things would be different no, if we baby. didn't have kids. No baby. Yeah. If we didn't have kids and we met and you and I, like, think about it, we would have probably downsized both of our houses and moved into, like, a studio apartment downtown. We would have been probably yeah at it all the time, I would think. But it's different when you have kids around. My kids come, you know, maybe once a week. Sometimes twice a week, but not not that often. Maybe once a week. And then she has a son that lives with her full time that's getting ready to get into college himself eventually. So it was like a perfect match for us. Yeah, it was. I would agree with that. And I think now it's been even because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a zaddy you got so, a birthday
1: coming up. Pause. Yeah, Time yeah, out. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Your birthday's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm 43 and about to turn 44 here. And uh, at, at this One po- more week. Yeah, at this point in my you're life. You're officially
1: a Zaddy. <laughs> not, quite a, not quite a sugar daddy, but you are creeping into Zaddy territory. It's a very short window. Yeah. About 44 to about 47. And once you hit that 48, you're like, oh, that's a great, that's sugar daddy. <laughs> Scott's a sugar daddy.
0: (laughs) Oh, she called out my brother as being a sugar daddy. He would be
1: if he were a single man looking for a younger woman. I'm just saying the age. You're terrible. You're terrible. I don't know any sugar daddies, so that was not a thing when I was dating. It was not a thing. I mean, it was a thing when I was dating because I was in St. Pete and it was like a real thing, like a real thing.
0: But. Well, in Sarasota, there are a lot of younger women that, looking, and, that are looking for sugar daddies.
1: See and every night.
0: And older, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely on the hunt out there. But you know what I don't
1: ever see? Bringing this back to what we were talking about to begin with. What's that? I don't ever see, this is
0: going to sound bad,
1: perspective people. I don't ever see black women running around town trying to find rich, older men to take care of them. Maybe it's a thing and I just don't know it's a thing. It might be a thing. And maybe it's like an underground hidden thing, but all I ever see is white women doing that.
0: Let me give you an example. No, uh, do you agree with that or not? Be honest. Well, yeah, I think it's more I think it's more prevalent in the white community for sure.
1: Why do you think and, that is?
0: And Why do you think that is uh, in the Filipino community as well, like the Asian. Uh, the Asian community? Why do you think why do you think and Latina if, community. I'm just
1: saying, like, if that's the truth fact, we don't have statistics on this. We're not counting the, the no, amount of I see girls the, out I
0: see the yeah. amount of girls that are out, and I see what's out there in Sarasota. And they're all out there. I don't know if they're out there for the, the dollars, like if they're trying to meet a rich guy, or if they're just out doing their... Um, their counterparts, like the other girls they go out with. Because they're all done up. Like, these girls look fantastic. Yeah. I think they're outdoing each other. And we're kind of looking at it from a different perspective. They might not be... They might all be married or something. They might just be outdoing each other and out on the town. I don't know if the women that we're seeing out there in mass droves, in numbers, like a girl-to-guy ratio probably never seen. It's probably like one to nine... Or one to ten when it comes to available, attractive enough men to attractive women out there that are in the single scene at the restaurants and stuff. I think the numbers are crazy, but that could be a. It could. You never know. They might all be married. It could be. You know.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not look, inspecting people's hands every time I look at them, but. Yeah,
0: I mean, you people watch when you're at a restaurant or yeah. something, but that's not the full. If you spend would, your time people watching, then you don't get the the conversations por- the and things. Con- yeah.
1: But that was my whole point. I'm just I'm just saying, like when we're out and about, you see, in general, you see a lot more younger. You see a lot of white women in general, younger and older. I mean, there's a lot of older white women in this town. And you yeah. know that because you go to you go to in people's homes for well, you don't. Your techs go to people's homes for the business. Sure. So you know, there's a lot more single, widowed, divorced, white, older white women in town as well. You just. And I know we're in a white town. This is not, like, why she's complaining about there's not being any black people. It's Sarasota. It's, there's, it's not going to be a large, significant population of black people. But it's, it's, it's well, the same it's as a national. Age. It's the same as a national percentage. I believe it's 14% in Sarasota black, and then I believe in the nation it's, like, 13.5%. So it's similar to what... I guess Sarasota's a very good... It's actually a very good mirror image of America. I mean, like, completely mirrored image.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Well, it's... Sh- well... I feel like most. It might be. It might be. I feel it's like it's hard it to is. say.
1: Think about the large cities in in America, like New York, where the the wealth is so staggering, and then sure. the poverty is so low, and sure. the homeless population. Sure. New York, New York is a lot more diverse. There's yeah, probably yeah. a higher minority percentage there, but that's I'm saying like the framework. We have a
0: homeless problem. Yeah, but I'm here. saying
1: yeah. I mean, like the diversity numbers and when it comes to the, quote unquote race and ethnicities in a city.
0: Yeah. New
1: York's going to be more diverse. New York City is going to be more diverse than say Sarasota, but other cities not that much bigger than sarasota will have close to the same i would i would think the same percentage of black people are going to be in every bigger size city because that would make sense because it's only 13%. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. but I, I don't know if that.
0: that 13% is an actual is, legit fact, you know, a factual number. Well, I mean, I from the, the census are, from 10 years ago, Yeah, correct. I think the numbers are a lot higher. Well, it and probably especially is. Especially since to, they're not taking into account the Latin American population, which is huge in this country.
1: No, I'm talking about I'm Af- African people that check African American on their census. It's sure. 13% in America. Okay. And it's 14% in Sarasota. Hmm. And the rest is white.
0: Yeah, so maybe it is the mirror image. It's the it's the, but just with awesome weather year <laughs> round. It's a totally different type. Of no,
1: I'm just saying, like the structure yeah, yeah. and the and the the demographics of America as a whole kind of mirror the demographics of Sarasota. Sure. The wealth is so much, the wealth gap is so much larger. The population of black to white to Latino and to Asian is pretty much the same. I would think. Yeah. The businesses are pretty. It's a pretty wide range of businesses in Sarasota. You, got, you have a lot of manufacturing and mechanical with the sun hydraulics and all those things up there and then the uh, area. And you've got a lot of production, you have a lot of uh, medical jobs here. So there's a very a lot, lot of, of teachers, IT. Of IT. So there's, there's a lot IT of IT all over yeah, the place. There's a lot, lot of, of service, every very, service mm-hmm. you can think of. So that's what I'm saying. It, it mirrors pretty much the fabric of America. I I would think.
0: Yeah. Well I would say rather. It's the end goal for so many people. It is the it is the Not the yellow brick road, but it's the actual like it's Oz, you know, it's the real deal. So So when
1: uh, you're out, I'm saying when you're out, you would think you would see more interracial couples.
0: I see a lot, but I'm looking for them.
1: You're looking for them. I'm looking for
0: them because you know I I'm interested in seeing um, how they operate
1: versus how we operate.
0: No, no, no. How, many, how much of America is actually adopting the philosophy of interracial dating? Well, you know what today interest. is, right? No.
1: Today is Loving Day. Oh. Remember that case, the loving case 50 years ago when they finally outlawed uh, interracial marriage in all 50 states?
0: Nice. I didn't tell you that. Oh, you didn't today tell me that? Today is Loving Day. What? Happy Loving Day. Well, I love you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's a real kiss, people. I'm going to have to talk to HR about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to definitely run that by a yeah. couple people. Maybe yeah. call Morgan and Morgan. Yeah. So, fantastically. So, yeah, so changing up the show I thought was crucial because I was listening to the old show and I was thinking it sounded quite robotic. And the two of us are like, the two of us are the type of people that, you know, we didn't really naturally adopt The podcast mentality and idea, and the way that you speak and converse, and all of that stuff—we just went off something that we thought was like media, kind of. You know, like you want to be informative and you want to tell people, but you know, the most important thing about a date, really, in any type of, is the conversation. Is that conversation? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think it's. I think the season's going to be great. I think that again, we have a very, very unique perspective on relationships, especially, you know, relationships in the South or relationships, you know, when we travel all over, all over the South regularly. So we know what it's like to be an interracial couple in New Orleans and in and, and Chattanooga and in North Carolina. So we've been a lot of places together as an interracial couple. And so we know that Sarasota definitely <laughs> does not feel the same as far as like welcoming and, and not being in quote unquote issue as other places we've been. So it's just interesting to to get into that and to talk about that and to kind of figure out why that is and how how we can help other couples that are like us and other couples that aren't like us because we have a, most of our friends, I think all of our friends are same same race couples. So yeah, for the most part, I think there's the like one part. that's not. But um, we have that perspective that other couples don't get to hear or see. And I'm just very grateful to be able to give, people with that perspective.
0: Well I think it's uh I think it's something that in America you see more than most other places yeah, just because sure. we were the country that really was founded on immigrants, you know. Everybody coming in was an immigrant from some some other place.
1: Except the you know actual African slaves. Except for the African (laughs)
0: slaves, yes. But, you know, they came here the same way. They had to come here that way, if you think about it. I mean, destiny had to happen in that manner. They weren't going to leave Africa on their own because it was gorgeous over there, right? They had to come here, though. This This is the land of true opportunity for every race. And if you came on a slave ship or if you ran under a a fence and swam across a river, or if your people were Vikings and they came over that way. Every single race in this country had to earn the the red, white, and blue in blood. Everybody. And now we have to realize that although... The media paints the picture that there's a division between different types of people. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. It's, it comes down to what are your beliefs? What do you stand by? Where do you draw the line and say, you know what? I don't care. I'm not doing that. That's what defines your character.
1: Yeah. And it also defines your character to support those people, those groups, those, you know, marginalized people because as i say all the time at some point everyone's ticket gets pulled everyone's depressed everyone's gonna be the one that's going through it and unfortunately it's been black and african-american people from pretty much since the time we got here 401 years so it's it's been a long ride and you know you you hope and you think things are going to change and they changed very slowly. Like I said like I just said a minute ago, Loving Day was 50 years ago. It's, it was illegal up until 50 years ago for me and you to get married. So,
0: Well, you know, when the early um, English and Spaniards and French came over from Europe, they, uh, they had a lot of work that they had to do to ensure that life could exist over here before the slaves even got here they did a lot of slave labor as well. Every single race, from the Irish, the Chinese, everybody that, that was involved in building the country, we all built the country. Some of us were forced to do it, but if you actually look back at history and you take a real good look at it, we were all forced to do it. Just some of us felt like we were freer than others. But every single person was forced to build the country. And now at a pivotal point, when we don't have to worry about our safety, if, if we're going out on a date in Sarasota, in the current day, we don't have to worry about a bomb going off in a car, or some rando shooting something up, or um, a tiger jumping out of the wild and eating us from the car to the restaurant or something. I mean, we've got a lot of things that we're protected from here in the United States. We've got... Great protection. And we're we're really blessed above like almost anybody anywhere else. But to put together a documentative series from our perspective and what we're doing over here, I think it could really help some people out. Even worldwide, there might be people in I don't know, Dagestan that wanna come over and they don't know, you know, if they're gonna fit in right racially. And a show like this could could help you out, you know, let you know and give you, like, a pulse. Sarasota's got a lot of um, Russian immigrants here. Um, There's a lot of Haitian immigrants and Jamaican immigrants. That's just
1: Florida in general, though.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful place. So So much stuff to do, though. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to discuss, you know, on our relationship level, on the state level. I mean, on every level. But I think the thing that that sets us apart and that makes us strong is because we do have that respect, that understanding of someone else's, someone that you love's perspective and you, you work to to make them, them understand you and you, you have faith that they do understand you and you try to teach them things about yourself and the way you feel about things and the way you see things and you hope they do that back to you. So I feel like if everyone did a little bit more of that, a little bit more understanding, to try to... Like, once you understand something, there's nothing to fear. You know what I mean? Like, once you get past the fear of not understanding or saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, you're not going to always say the right thing, you know, but you have to speak your truth. And you need to be prepared to have your truth challenged and to get rid of that cognitive dissonance because if you don't, you're never going to change, you're never going to transform, and you're never going to make a difference. And you're never going to have people like me and David, you know in your life, if that's something that you want, it, you know, you're never going to have a diverse whole look at the, at the world. So,
0: and nobody's perfect. Um, You know, one of the things that I think younger couples and people that are going to be dating in Sarasota in the next coming weeks, now that things are starting to open, it's going to be a refresh and a reboot and a restart button for everybody. I, I think what I'm seeing now out there is that people aren't on their phones as much and they're really attentive to what's going on because they missed it while they were on lockdown but soon that might blow over again so just remember you know if you're going out on a date you know I can't, we can't cut off a show without going over the basics i mean if you be attentive be there be be engaged be present, be present. make a memory make Stop a memory taking pictures <laughs> yeah Maybe not look at everything through the racial perspective. And you might find love in somebody that's a different race than you. You might. Because Samantha's got a lifetime of stories that she can tell me about (laughs) being a young black girl in Mississippi. Yeah. That I could never relate to being, you know, (laughs) a young, very fair skinned and not accepted by the Latino community, half Latino kid from Miami. Yeah. You know, it's uh A lot of cool
1: stories there too.
0: Yeah. I mean I saw the the race stuff too. I wasn't dark enough to hang out with the Latinos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's not just yeah and, and
0: I didn't speak Spanish yeah, well enough.
1: Yeah, and it's not just you know, I said I say it again and I'll say it another time, you know, Latinos and Asians you know, people that are brown, yellow and black are we're all brothers and sisters. You know. It it's we all have to support each other. Sure. And You know, it's not pick a side or pick a stance. It's, you know, we're coming to you from the listen to someone that's different than you. Understand someone that's different from you. Help someone. Support someone. And believe the people that are different from you. Because it's not always about your perspective. It's not always about what you want who you, and what you want to do and what you want to see. And your perspective is not the only perspective. So if I sat here and only believe that david was i didn't i never knew david was experiencing certain things he was experiencing as a like you said a fair-skinned Latin, half latino kid growing up i didn't that never entered my mind as a black woman i'm like please dude you've never understood like racism but there's things that's happened to him that he that he had to go through and we're gonna unpack all those and we're gonna talk about all those on all these dates we go on and you know we hope that it helps everyone realize that it's it's coming from and coming through a lot of different people and it may take all these discussions to, to help.
0: And you can't be the person that stays home and says, I want to find the love of my life, but then turns, turns around and doesn't even go into the restaurant on the blind date. When the person that's sitting at the table waiting for you is of a different race than what yeah. you thought. Yeah.
1: And, and you can't give up and you can't <clears throat> quit when you're talking about these difficult things and you just don't want to hear it anymore. So that's, it has to be effort and we break that down in every episode and you have to look good and dress and right and pick the right seats at the circus and all this
0: stuff sure <laughs> so well, it's, of it's course. effort it's yeah. effort i maximum effort and i'm telling you you know like i've even made it this practice people and i think that this is something that's really crucial when you go out in public you got to be a stunner all the time you never know who you're going to run into so i would suggest if you're going out on a date and I'm not saying, like, just, you just got to look good all the time. But if you're going out on a date and you've got that one outfit that you're thinking, hey, I'm going to save this for something that's coming up in three or four weeks, you never know what's going to happen in life in the next three or four weeks. Rock that outfit tonight. Go out there. See Sarasota for what it is. Take in some food. Take in some scenery. Take in some weather. Some walking. Some conversation. Yeah. That's you know, what we do. Yeah. And it works. It works for me. Yeah. Well, I still I'm, want to marry you. Yeah. I think that you're
1: we're praying for September. Bestest. Praying we make it to September. We were
0: supposed to get married in April. We had everything ready to go, and then the COVID nineteen and we were canceled. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: we'll talk about that next episode for sure. We'll talk about we'll talk about our but, impending canceled, postponed wedding plans, and, and
0: we're gonna go on dates. Yeah, well, we've been on a couple of dates, about? so
1: we had a couple of those to recap and just kind of. Give you guys a new perspective. We're going to take you there
0: into the moment of the date. I'm going to try and do like a little background music. You know, we're going to spice it up a little bit. We're going to get there, people.
1: We're going to get there. And we're going to get there real. We're going to get there real fun. Real fun? And real. Real? Yeah, so... Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Season 2, Date Night, Sarasota. Season 2. I'm Samantha. What, what? David's over here. Yes. We really appreciate you listening to us.
0: This was fun, guys. Check us
1: out on Instagram at Date Night, Sarasota. Thanks, guys.
0: Have a good one. Be safe.